place where all things are possible. True activism. True activism. Fighting classism. Fighting classism. Racism. Racism. And sexism. Sexism. Stories grown from the root. Stories coming with truth. Marching together. Together. Fighting together. Together. Building together. Together. We are doing this for us. On the ground level. Everybody said, yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Perky of For Us Nation. And Tahira. And our guest, Stacey. And before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that has tuned in to the On the Ground Level podcast. We're really excited to be coming back right now. It's been a lot, lot as usual. <laughs> sure was during um, our lives. Right. The world is has been turning everything topsy-turvy, but we're getting back aligned and we have our guests with us today and we're going to have a lot of deeper conversations. You know, we want to take it there today. But before we go there, I want to say you can listen to the podcast on every streaming platform. You can also um, visit our website, forestnation.com. And that's also a place where you can give donations and help out the organization. Support, support the cause. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll be coming back with more, more than just content. We'll be doing events and things like that soon. And I also have a new book, Susu and Susunomics. Oh, it's blurry. My background. <laughs> um, that I want to be able to talk about when we begin Finance Fridays again. Yes. And I'm going to break this book down a lot as I read through it. But anyways, outside of that, thank you again. We are really excited to talk to you, Stacey. So nice to meet you. <laughs> so yeah, so the name of this episode is Surviving Anxiety. Stacey, with full disclaimer for all of our listeners, is my friend. You know, we met through our uh, relationships. You could say boys, whatever. But, you know, we definitely, in our women, we just link up and it's like, we don't really care how we met. We just stay close. So Stacey's definitely a person. I'm going to read her bio really quickly. Stacey's a mom of seven. One of her children passed away eight years ago, actually today, as we're recording this podcast. Today is, uh, what is it? Saturday, December 11th. Um, you want to say his name really quick, Stacey? Man, man. Yes. So rest in peace spirits live on. Stacey has been diagnosed with OCD, anxiety disorder, linked to like intrusive thoughts, as well as suffering from panic attacks. She has learned self-help coping mechanisms, which don't include over-the-counter prescriptions. She doesn't take pills, not into that, just very holistic. She says that by tapping into her spirituality and the medical, metaphysical elements of the world, she has been like her best tool. Um, she uses the Instagram handle at Stacey Loves You, which I think is beautiful you know um so yeah thank you welcome to on the ground level we have a few questions for you so we hope you guys like this conversation and we hope that it uplifts you in some kind of mental health you know we're all about the teaching here first question is can you tell us about a specific situation you were able to feel your anxiety creeping in but found a way to overcome oh my god it's almost like every day so I can't necessarily give like a a whole bunch of uh, I can't think of one particular situation could be like the separation of me and, and me and my husband right now um that's heavy us, us being separated and um having to co-parent 
I think my anxiety definitely creeps when, when we have to, you know, when you have to deal with each other. And I usually just try to center myself. So at the moment that my anxiety starts, I can feel myself almost like you can feel it like trickling in on you. Like it literally is like, like little creatures crawling up your skin. And I just try to find the one thing and just be in the present moment because your anxiety stems from it's not not you're overthinking what's going to happen next. And then the next information, and you're already pre-programming yourself. So I usually just try to focus on like, let me, let me see the trees swaying in the wind and let me focus on how pretty they look and how the wind is moving them. And then you, I slowly just feel like it lets go of, of the hold on the, the rush to know what's about to happen and, and the anxiousness of the situation. This, so it's, that's yeah, pretty I much that. <laughs> I love that. So basically, yeah, you, like- you say, oh, go ahead, Keith. Oh, I was going to say, it sounds like you do grounding, natural, like grounding mechanisms. Yes. And mindfulness, essentially. Right. And mindfulness, like yeah. bringing your attention to the, like, that's what they tell you in like, in, in, in um, what is it, yoga, essentially, or like when you're trying to meditate. It's like your mind wonder, but then you bring it back. So I guess mm-hmm. your sense of anxiety is like, try to, so that's like also self-control right there too, because I feel like when we, like, P, you dealt with anxiety, you deal with anxiety, I deal with it. I don't, I ask that question because I know that that happens, I feel it, but I don't know the space between when I feel it, when I should put that mind, you know, like, when do I block it? Because sometimes I feel it and it just overtakes me so quickly. I'm like, all right, it's like, I'm anxious. Yeah, there's a few signs. So rumination is one, like you said, when you have a lot of thoughts coming in at one time. And it's like this whirling type feeling. Mm -hmm. Everybody holds tension in their body differently. So some people will feel it in their shoulders. Some people feel it in their chest, whether it's like a tightness. Some people might get headaches or, you know, get dizzy, feel like you need to sit down. Like everybody reacts differently and however extreme, but it's good. Like you say, when you bring it back down, because then you don't get caught up in it, right? (laughs) I definitely feel like I, I especially because I notice my daughters have anxiety, they get frustrated really quickly. So if I can learn how to contain it even better, I can teach them. Right. So watching them go through it and making sure that I can control it so that I can teach them to control it. So they're not trying to control it when they're old, like they're at my age, you know what I'm saying? So they, I try to get them with it. They're going to be like 30 years ahead of me. So they're going to know how to do it. I usually feel it in my stomach. Like it literally feels like my stomach's turning. And then that's when I'll be like, yo, I'm really getting, I'm getting, and then I'll get hot and mm-hmm. I'll tell my, I'll tell my kids, I'm like, yo, I'm starting to get agitated. I don't know why. And then I start breathing. Then I start breathing through my nose and out through my mouth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and of course the looking for something that's pretty, a pink shirt and anything that I can see that I can focus on. And it's been how it helps 90% of the time. And with that, I've actually gotten my daughter, who, who my 17-year-old, who gets it really bad. She's learned to catch herself before she gets anxious. And I've seen the change in her, like her knowing what I go through and seeing it. And now she's doing it. Okay. Well, you, you kind of make me want to skip to one of our last questions since you already started talking about children. Um, the question was going to be, what is an important message regarding mental health that you would like to teach your children? kind of already started but is is there like a specific thing maybe that you say to them when they're going through those moments or even if it's something else um, just to allow for them to feel that openness right 
kind of, I usually sometimes, most of the time I try to say, why are you upset? No, no, no. Bring it back to why. Where did it start? Where did it stem from? Let's find the root. Okay, you're pissed off about this, but what triggered it? Why you had an attitude? Because I already saw the attitude prior to that. So what happened before that? Right. And I try to get them to go back. Because a lot of our shit always, it, it stems from, a lot of our stuff stems from childhood and what we took into ourselves. So we can get to the beginning of the problem, then all the other problems kind of like a domino effect kind of fall through. So I always try to get them to go to the beginning of where they got upset. Where did it start? And that's the main thing that I always tell my daughters because I'm like, you're not... I don't want you guys to go out there and get, think that it's okay to be frightened, you know, not know how to control your emotions because there are going to be times when those emotions ain't going to matter. You have to use logic. Emotions is just, you got to separate your emotions from your logic. So you emotionally going to attack this problem, but logically is that the right thing to do? Right. It's very powerful. And again, self-control, you're teaching your kids to, kind of use your mind over your bodily functions, which is like what, you know, the gurus are trying to achieve, you know, it's like the space mm-hmm. is just calm. I could be in a storm and it's like, nothing can shake me. That's essentially what you're instilling in them, which is very deep and powerful, especially for young, young women, young girls, you know, like I didn't think of, I started meditating. I was clearly in my thirties. I didn't even believe in it. Let's say like, I didn't even know it was a thing that existed that I can, you know, control my mind and my thoughts and stay mm-hmm. calm and, stop crying and just reacting in this emotional kind of way. And just like you say, focus on something else. Like we have that power. I think it's important for people, young, young girls to hear that you have power, you know, inside you. It's not outside. It's inside. You just kind of just have to like nurture it. Yeah. We call that emotional regulation and they even have, but we talked about this before books on emotional maturity, emotional intelligence as well. And it's something that, not everybody gets so it's good that you're teaching your kids that early because some mom people over the, mom in a year over here mom of the year I just want to uplift the fact that like even outside of you right there's parents that are definitely practicing mental health things techniques and skills with their kids and they don't really know they don't know how to put the language to it so hopefully this helps to validate some of the things that parents are doing um, out there as well because I know especially during this COVID pandemic season <laughs> I don't know what to call it that we've yeah. been going through you know um, a lot of people have been feeling really heavy emotionally so well, a depression and um, my dad killed himself so depression r- runs in my family and then you know on my son's death certificate it says suicide you know, he was very impulsive. So I wasn't there when he did it. So I definitely know he was impulsive. So he was one of those people that would do stuff and think about the consequences later. He always did shit like that. So when he got into an argument with his girlfriend, his girlfriend said that that's what he said prior to the gun going off. And so depression, anxiety runs deep in my family. And the one thing is that you don't want to, when you know your child has anxiety and suffers from it, you don't want to like bypass it and be like, uh, he'll get over it because it's not, they're not, they're not. So I feel like maybe I missed something 
because I definitely was open-minded with him and I definitely, he, he felt that he could come and talk to me, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I got him the help that he needed at the time. So for my other kids, it's like, I definitely pay more. I'm more and more mindful. Like, no, 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 we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about your feelings. Like, I, I don't care how you feel, but you're going to get it out. Yeah. And we're going to figure out a way to get past that because so we're not doing this again. Right. You know, and I definitely know that I know that people make mistakes and it's, you know, it, it sucks. It, it definitely sucks to lose your child and, and try to figure out where did you miss something? You know what I'm saying? Where did, where did you like, and I made it known that I talk, but you know, I kind of, what most of my, oh, he has an attitude. He'll, he'll right. be okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so now I take it very, very, I'm very, very mindful, very, very serious. And no, 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 we're not going to get, get up because you're going to speak. Hey. If I got to sit with you all night, we're going to get it. Like, it's going to happen. And that's why, like, I definitely, because I've had those thoughts. I've had those thoughts as a kid. Mm. So I definitely try to be, I try to definitely listen to my kids a lot more and, and want to hear their opinion. I think that's something that's very relatable. Like, the closest thing I could say to a person that I know that was close to die by suicide, like, I've had friends. But I can say from my aunt, she had a best friend like in Trinidad. She ended up dying like in the space that they were like talking and it's something that something that I, I can still you know it's something that she talks about it's something that you never and I was just her friend you know it's like how come I didn't see why didn't she tell me why would you do you know what I mean we were just lost left with all these questions all the time same thing my, the friend that's mm-hmm. my friend I'm like why did he just stay at me in Frankie's apartment like if it was that deep why didn't he just but then again I look back and I'm like but he did it was that deep we did know that and like maybe we could have done something more you know it's just depression is real suicide mm-hmm. is real and you know, mm-hmm. that's your personal experience. It's my personal experience. I'm sure because a therapist, she hears different stories. It's like, we all have these experiences and we all feel the same. Like what could I've done more? I think it's just understanding and having conversations like these talking about mental health out in the open, putting it online and you know what I mean? Making it not as this dark, sad, and just kind of just understanding that a lot of people deal with this, you know, some people survive and some people do not. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you so much for sharing that. I definitely want to like change gears just a little bit and ask you about, uh, do you think race has a lot to do with access to mental health? I wouldn't be able to judge that because I'm a white woman. So I really don't have, I can say as far as classification, because I am in middle poor class, that I feel like when I do go to these, these sites, they're not quick to offer you like, oh, okay, let's try these exercises. Yeah. I went to one spot one time and this chick done wrote like seven, eight scripts. I'm like, what is that for? Oh, this is for this. Oh, but it gives you suicidal thoughts. So be careful. I'm like, I'm here for that. So you're going to give me a pill for that? That was seriously. And <laughs> it would make, because I, because what happened was when I was 18 and I suffered from bad anxiety. They gave me Prozac. They overlooked the fact that I got anxiety and the Prozac intensified my anxiety. So they wound up giving me Paxil, which regulated it. And then I weaned myself off. So since then I was scared to death to put, be put on any other type of medication. But I definitely feel like classification wise that the, if you were rich and had money, oh, you get the best care. Oh, you get everything. 
but because you're poor, hey, let me just give you all these pills and go be about your business. So that's the only thing I can give you. I can't give it on race, but I definitely can give it on classification. Which is like a big part of it too. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. It's like, why should mental health affects human beings at different levels? Like what does money or race or skin color on the outside factors have to do with anything? You know, why are you Mm -hmm. treating this patient this way and that patient that way? So legit. I'm sure you have something to add to that one. (laughs) Sorry. I think that talked over you. Um, no, no, no. I was saying, I know you have something to add to that. That's obviously like the field that you're, you're in. So, you know, you know about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's sad that that happens. It happens all, all the time in a lot of different neighborhoods. And like you say, we do live in a classist type society as well. So definitely some people are barred out of being able to get things. And then like another thing is like not having the language to discuss it. So that's why you know, when you guys are saying stuff, I'm I'm saying like the clinical terms to it as well, right? Because if you're not able to advocate for yourself, sometimes people speak for you and they don't always have your best interest at heart or maybe they don't have enough information because they're not asking the right questions or they're assuming that you're coming at it from the same level that they're at. So if you don't say something, it's just like, oh, well, they never mentioned that. So I didn't think to da 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 um but it's like you you already stated in your bio that you do holistic type methods to deal with your your mental health needs right Mm -hmm. so if they would have even dug in and asked you questions like that you probably wouldn't even have been so willing to take medicine I'm guessing no at the time when I was 18 I took medicine I was just learning I didn't even know what anxiety was so I thought I was bugging out I thought I was going crazy Mm -hmm. and I can explain it so clear that the doctor was like, wow, you really know what's wrong with you. I said, yes, I just don't know what the hell to do about it. Like, it's scary. Did they offer alternatives to um, medication? No, he gave me Prozac. And when I went back four days later to the the, um, emergency um, room and they put me in the back, they were like, "Uh, yeah, he shouldn't have gave you Prozac because you suffer from anxiety and OCD thoughts. All that's going to do is make it worse. And I'm like, yes, I haven't slept in four days. Okay. It was it was horrible. And then she gave me Paxil and then I just weaned myself off of that. And then eventually I wasn't on anything. And I have and then I tried to get on stuff, like especially after my son passed. I didn't know what I like I was trying to balance myself out and I it just nothing was working. The yoga wasn't working, meditation wasn't working, you know, a new baby, the loss of my son. It, it was like a lot of things at once. And I just it just kept, they kept basically, oh, here goes a new pill that we have. Here, try this. Or, oh, here goes something else. Oh, it's like this. Try this. Like, and I just, it just wasn't working for me. And then my family, again, I said, suffers from depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have my sisters addicted to pills. Oh, wow. Addiction you know, have, is another side effect yeah. of mental health disorders because we have like an opioid you know issue in this country so yes. that's the I thing have, that we're trying to say it's like one issue is leading to a situation thinking that you're getting help which is creating a bigger issue that you still need help from now you, you know what i mean and like when does it stop or mm-hmm. you know when do we get to the space of healing so yeah. we didn't and i kind of said earlier that like it seems like they use it as like somewhat somewhat of guinea pigs right like they don't mm-hmm. fully know effects or like it's like yeah it'll help with anxiety or depression or 
sleep issues, but you're also going to have these <laughs> things to deal with it. And, you know, they we're going to describe me Seroquel when I had a mental health disorder, right? I got diagnosed with acute bipolar disorder. And it's like, you give Seroquel. The side effects of Seroquel match what the disorders are for bipolar. So I'm like, so how is it I'm presenting these issues? And you presented this. May cause right. suicidal ideation. May cause like panic and how is this helping me right it's like it to me it sounds like it's guaranteeing it's guaranteeing i'm jumping out that window that's open yeah it's it's yeah it's a balance so that's why it's a lot you got to advocate for yourself and and be able to work with whoever you're talking to if you do use like a clinician or a physician or or even people in the community to help you really get that balance Mm because if not then it's like they're working against you sometimes Yes, I don't believe it. I, I just can't. My sister started out with a Percocet, then went to Xanax, and then it went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. So Imagine even that. when they offered me Xanax, I was like, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. I went into a panic attack, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Right. I don't that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have more questions here. Uh, P, you want to take another one? Or yeah. a few? We're answering them in the combo, you. but... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I was going to ask you where your triggers came from because you you started talking about addiction. So I didn't know if that was connected, but what are your triggers when it comes to your mental health? Um, feeling overwhelmed. Um, sometimes like if I, if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't get a good night's sleep, then my anxieties like I'm fidgety. My anxiety's up. Um, I'll know that's one of the triggers. So I'll know like, let's say I didn't have a good, so like I'll take a sleep aid. So I know I can sleep good. So then I feel like almost like a rebooted computer. Um, and what else? It, it could be anything, to be honest. Like there's no like main trigger. There's not, it just, they, it just hits you. Like I'm, you know, I'm a mom of seven. I lost my mom when I was 12. I lost my son when he, uh, a month before he turned 19, um, I take care of six kids by myself. You know, they're they're all in their own different phases. I the the oldest now is twenty two, and the youngest is two. So like that whole big that's a whole gap. Um, yeah, like I say all the time, you guys listening. I was I'm like Stacey's like everybody's mom. <laughs> She's like that kind of that person. I'm Great. everybody's counselor. Like right. everybody comes here and counseled by me. Yes. But you definitely have to keep stuff for yourself so that you are stay strong, you know? And, and that's what I try to do. So I usually like sit down, meditate, exercise to calm it down. Um, cannabis, you know, helps a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and just try to have fun in the moment. Yeah. I want to say too about um the smoking uh they've been studying like people yes. who smoke and it's linked to not just cannabis right just people who smoke period and it's linked to uh being able to relax right because a lot of people don't know how to breathe a lot of people don't mm-hmm. like how you say when you feel overwhelmed you sit down and you take some deep breaths some mm-hmm. people they forget that that's a good way to bring your, your body down so then they smoke and when you smoke it's making you breathe right <laughs> so you sitting there like thinking that the smoking not saying that cannabis doesn't help right or cbd or like there's obviously effects to things that you smoke right Mm. but it's also the breathing and so 
it's good, right? <laughs> cannabis has its, its no, double yeah, alpha for you. So I definitely can speak <laughs> <laughs> on both Turkey sides. Like, it's not just the smoking, it's also the breathing. <laughs> right, right, no, that's right. Just clarify. It's a fact. It's a fact. Because some people try to hit kick their addictions, right? Like I know some people that have nicotine addictions, right? And they don't necessarily like it, right? Um, or some people that have marijuana addiction addictions right because some people do become addicted to some of these things even though some other people are able to balance and so it's just like just to remind you maybe practice breathing as well and see if that is a great alternative to the things you're trying to beat (laughs) so yeah but yeah you kind of answer some of our other I like how this discussion is flowing like you talked about self-care just now as well um have you ever done any therapy I know you can now you're separated but have you ever done any group therapy, like family therapy or even couples therapy? Um, I never did couples therapy. I never did group therapy. I did do therapy for me, especially like after the passing of my son. Um, I'll be honest. I sat in the therapist and once she started looking at the clock, I started getting anxious. I was like, this ain't gonna work for me. Cause I'm getting anxiety from watching you look at the clock to see if our hours up. Like, like I'm being judging here. Yeah, no, that was my first session in therapy too. I'm like, this is not it. Like, I need a therapy session from this therapy session. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, uh, I did try it. Um, it was okay. It wasn't nothing big. I really like to. I'll be. I, I talk to myself. I, I got. I'm the only one who knows me, and I'm the only one who knows how to fix me. I'll get some advice from like my friends and stuff, but I, it's me. Like I, I honestly, I literally talk to myself. Yeah, that's like we have a ten minute uh, mark right here, but um, yeah, I was like that for for a while. I think that's why I didn't need therapy so much, and I was like self helping, self medicating too, smoking weed, but. Going to therapy definitely gave me the tools to break down certain things that I don't think I was strong enough to even see that that was a barrier, you know? So mm-hmm. I do, I'm all down for the self-help, but I definitely think there's like a teaching element to go into therapy. Um, a therapist, yeah. therapist, but it definitely yeah. takes a while to find the right one. And a lot of people lose, you know, because you go to the right, wrong one, you get judged, you just get thrown off because it's so kind of sensitive in that way. I think That's why I do be one. You want to be one, sir? Yeah, I do. I oh, I love that's it. Dope. That's so. I I love how people like when people can just because that is the truth though. There are therapists that you just kind of like, mm, like they look like they don't want to be bothered, and then there's ones that just make you feel like like the one that I went to. She made me feel like I was at home. I had put my feet up. I was fine, but the anxiety of watching her watch the clock it just didn't work for me. I just couldn't take it. Yeah. Feel free and and out like it comes with the advocacy too, right? Because say something, you know. Because sometimes, sometimes people need to like therapists are people too, and sometimes they need to hear it. And I think uh, sometimes people are are nervous on how to approach it from both ends. You know, we get a little nervous when we meet you guys too. <laughs> Just speaking from my end, you know, not like a full type that kind of. Well, I don't at least, but it is still like oh, I'm meeting a new person. I want to be able to make sure that I'm giving them what they need and creating space. But it's like, at least for me, I do have a timer and I have other clients. So it's like, I want to make sure that I'm also like hearing you 
but but being there for all the parts of what you came to therapy for so, so let me make sure I'm not letting you just right. use all the time to vent and not giving you the structure that maybe Facts. you came here to get so it's it's a lot of balance but if you say that like hey why do you why are you watching the clock so much it's making me nervous it's like oh I'm sorry <laughs> it's making me nervous. let me not do that like I didn't mean to do that you know so it's, it's a relationship but yeah no legit it's a relationship so that's a good way yeah but good job you know being here for your community and and wanting to take it to that next step we definitely need more people that are coming from it from a genuine um point of view and not just I want to help the community which is great right but it's like rather than just wanting to help like it has to be like a connection too like you're saying also therapists who are coming from therapy like you've been through things like you know it's like you understand it from that space it's not like a doctor who went to school but never actually did you know you come from this happy shiny background someone who been in the trenches been through hard stuff depression and suicide and it's like you've already lived it it's like so people will naturally just open up to that just because it's relatable that's how we are as human beings that's how we are so I think we definitely need more people like both of you in the field so ready think like I would already have a business but I mean you're working on it (laughs) is there anything that you want to plug to the audience before we go like is there something that you already do that people can connect with or a group that you've worked with that you would like to uplift as well anything like that no no um like a group that uh, the only people like that uh like my daughter she does artwork like that's what's her she, she's on ig what's her ig page she puts her um her 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 heart and her emotions into her art mm, deep. like really really into her her like her mind is she puts it onto paint and clothes and all that other stuff okay well she's definitely- someone- oh sorry she's someone that i look up to a lot um, that's cute. Yeah. So you do you know you want to plug her IG right here? You know what it is? Yeah. Uh, Seja. What is it? <laughs> Quadcoin. Q U A D. Say it again. The the signal was a little shaky. Say it again. Uh, Quadcoin. It's Q U A D C O I N. Quadcoin. Okay. So we're definitely gonna tag that link there. You guys, go get some inspiration from some deep art because we always love art it sounds like she's making some crypto stuff <laughs> yeah get into them nfts girl yeah right <laughs> do it do it um, but yeah thanks for uh joining us like yes. that's great shout outs to all your children you got, mm-hmm. i know you got some talent in that family you got enough kids everybody got something going right? on right <laughs> better get on your Chris Jenner light so you do this and you do that and you do right. uh, like, just tell me what you're doing just, I'm a... just raise it up okay I'm the manager I'm the mama what is a momager like, yeah, yeah mama momager <laughs> but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in to On the Ground Level you know we're always not scared to go deep with these conversations so thank you so much for Stacey for helping us go there um, you can follow us at For Us Nation it's F O R. F-O-R-U-S-N-A-T-I-O-N for us nation. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find the On the Ground Level podcast on all streaming platforms. You can follow me, Tahira. I let the good times roll. And I'm Perky. You can follow me at Perky Perspectives Pod. 
yes, I believe it's perky. Yeah, perkyperspectivespod.com for the website. And I think it's the same for the Instagram. I didn't take the pot off yet. Okay. So yes, you can follow me as well. And go visit our website, forestnation.com. And yes, if you would yes. like to be a part of our podcast, we would love for you to reach out to us. The link can be found on our social media platforms as well. Yep. And we're recording this around the holidays. So if we have this out during the holidays, happy holidays to everybody. Make sure you check on your strong friends. Always want to remind you that everyone needs some friends and loving and conversation and, you know, get it off our chest. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I think we're out. Thank you.